And welcome to another episode of Up Next. As per usual, this is your host Ali Murtadam, and my guest on today's episode is none other than Kinda Oasi, the founder and creative director of Aura Creative. So hi Kinda and welcome on Up Next. Hi Ali, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on on this week's episode. And now you know going with the traditional flow of how we do it here on Opnext. Why don't we start by you telling us a bit more about yourself and Aura Creative? So my name is Kinda, and uh, I am the founder of Aura Creative. Basically, Aura Creative is an agency focused on brand design and digital marketing. And uh, what we do is we build brands and we give businesses and identity oh that's absolutely incredible now first things first i want to start by taking off to the very starting that taking it back to the very beginning like i usually do so why did you first start aura creative okay so basically i graduated in 2019 and i went into this very depressing time of my life when i graduated because first of all it was the start of corona and I was just at a really bad place in my life. It was like kind of rock bottom for me. And uh, I was unemployed for months. And um, it was just very bad, honestly. Uh, one day, I ran into this guy, a friend of mine, who approached me. And he said that he's starting an agency. And then he wanted to interview me to be a designer there. Um, we did a couple of interviews and all the interviews were very informal it was just like at an outing and stuff and he'd ask me questions and i'd show him my work um now i've been freelancing for like i'd say six years now so i have quite a bit of experience and i have a good portfolio so when i was showing him he was like oh okay and then i think the third time we met he said um okay kinda i'm gonna give you an offer which is do you want to be partner instead of come be a designer. So after that happened, um, we worked on his studio idea or like agency idea for a few months. And then suddenly it just didn't happen because uh, I don't know, it just didn't work out. Um, and then after that, I realized that it's not difficult to do your own thing. It's not difficult if you if you're a good designer and you um basically also have some you know managerial skills or just like have good people skills i feel like you know the sky's the limit uh i didn't even have money at the time like i didn't i didn't have money to invest and be like yeah i'm gonna start my business and have i have this much capital no i literally had nothing i just had me and honestly speaking like not like uh not to sound bad or anything but a really good network like i feel like i just know a really good amount of people and people are you know it's basically the way to reach what you want to reach um basically money is not really the means to reaching what you want in my book um so yeah and then after a while when people started to get to know the fact that i was starting something and then it didn't work out i actually got a few people coming to me and saying that we'll help you start it we'll invest and do you know, like, uh, just tell us what you want or like, how, what's the percentage and what you want? I didn't know. I didn't know what percentages were. I don't, I'm not really a money focused person. I don't care. The reason why I do what I do 
yes, sure, I want to provide for myself, and I have been independent since I was 16, but I, I, I don't really think of what I do in the sense of like, oh, this is a job. I just think of it like someone comes to me and they want to create an identity for their brand, and I help them do that. We literally make up a person out of this business idea. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so basically a few people approached me and then this aura concept started with, I had two partners, they had nothing to do with design, but uh, we basically came up with the concept. They, they just wanted, they saw potential in me basically and they said, okay, we'll invest. And then actually less than a month ago, I left them and I am now by myself in terms of the who founded the company. I'm the only founder. And yeah, basically, we can go into more detail about all these uh, little things. But yeah, that's how it happened. We definitely will. And that sounds really interesting. So I think now I want to ask about uh, you're talking about building uh, how you guys build identities for businesses and you build brands. So why don't you tell us a bit more about what exactly you guys do and kind of like the services that you guys offer in that sense? Okay, so basically, uh, I like to think of it when I was telling you about we build an identity. So let's say, for example, you have uh, what's the most generic business idea. Okay, so you have a burger business in Dubai, right? There's like a million burger businesses. So how are you as a burger business going to stand out? You need a certain, you know, like... Uh, Color the bun. <laughs> exactly. You know, you just need a selling point. Uh, you need that X factor, whatever. <laughs> so we help you do that. We give you an identity. When you have an identity as a business, people are a lot more likely to relate to you. People are a lot more likely to see you as something more valuable because you have a personality. If I was just going to get a burger and write burger on it, it's okay. It might taste good, but it doesn't. you don't really relate to it. Um, so, yeah, that's what we do when we give... a business and identity we we help people form a relationship with this business we help you identify this business as something different so yeah that's basically what i meant by we give it an identity and now you know you, you just mentioned the unique selling point and all of that and that's really interesting because you know in Dubai specifically, there's a lot of agencies, right? There's a lot of creative agencies, there's a lot of content agencies and stuff like that. So not from um, like a, a business plan point of view, right? Or like something on pen and paper. But as Tinder, what do you think makes Aura Creative so special and unique from the rest? Okay. Um, so basically, me and my designers, we are super, super close. I didn't know them before I hired them. But actually, we're an all-women team. Um, and we're all very like-minded. And honestly speaking, I like, I have the best team ever. Whenever, let's say for example, like I had an iftar and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't work and I have plans. I swear they just go like, Kinda, we got this. You go have fun, do your thing, you know? And I feel like when we work together, you can really feel how well we work together. Actually, one of my clients, he met uh, one of the designers and he was telling me, he's like, Kinda, you guys are very similar. And I can tell when you're talking, because when we have meetings online, he was like, I can tell when you're talking, you you understand each other. 
And I really do believe that that's one of our selling points, which is basically we are very close and you can tell in the work that we produce that we it's very harmonious and it's just it works well. You know, even though more more than one person is working on it, you could never tell. Definitely that communication, especially within a team, within a business is the best thing ever. And when you have everyone on the same line, when you have everyone on the same page doing, you know, they all love what they're doing. They, it's just like one big family in that yeah. sense. Then, you know, any other problem can be fixed, right? Any yeah. other thing with like software, money, whatever, it, there can be a solution. But once you get the that human factor right, yeah. like you were saying earlier, the sky is your limit. Yesterday, we stayed up till 4 and playing charades on zoom <laughs> only imagine how close we are as a team definitely because i mean other people at agencies like i've i've seen this first time you just want to close the laptop and leave the set the hits like 5 p.m That's which is not crazy. bad which is not That's bad crazy. but when you like the people you you work with and you know you're treated nicely then you would want to stay because you think of them as friends they're not gonna give you work till 4 a.m you know they actually make fun of me all the time they're like are you sure this is a real job like are you are you sure i'm like what do you want from me do you want me to be an evil boss or what is it is that because like I, I think it's uh it's transforming with the, the next generations of managers and stuff like that like there are a lot of things that you'd see happen like in form of practices that you think to us are kind of absurd kind of routine and uh, very bureaucratic and I, I was reading this online it's like the the younger generations are tend to be impatient with dealing with bureaucracies and plant processes okay and, <laughs> and why should we do okay. the same old thing that, that everybody else did back then i mean exactly like for for the last thing to have been working it doesn't mean that you know it's the only thing that can work yeah. so many things can work and they can work even better it just it depends on like how you define working just like submitting the project time congrats you know you Honestly, can do it a million ways i feel like it's very rewarding for me when people who you know like work at aura uh, they want to do the work. This is something I take a lot of pride in because, for example, I had to just now, I was telling them what to do while I was doing this with you. And they were like, okay, Kinda, you can go. We got it. We got, you can go, you know? Um, yeah, so I just feel like this is a really nice thing. And I make sure, by the way, I don't, I don't know if it's my anxiety or what it is. I like to reassure them like every week. You guys, if you you know like if you're doing something and you're not happy with it please let me know you know we're gonna we can adjust uh if you know i like to keep giving them constant reassurance just to make sure that everybody's happy because i've worked before at companies and i was like it's depressing honestly i don't want that to be the vibe at aura i feel like um especially with design work and anything that's creative and anything that has some like an outcome that you actually that like a visual outcome for example you can see it you can feel when somebody's done it with love same with food same with different things if whoever is making it is not happy that they're making this it's gonna it's a huge difference between if you know if they were happy and they wanted to make it absolutely and it stimulates the person's you know creativity they're in a more comfortable environment to think and because like you're saying with creative and design work you can't have the, the typical like you know this is the project submitted by then these are your uh guardrails go have fun on your own mm -hmm. you know exactly. it's different like and it's a different kind of work so it needs a different process and there's nothing wrong with that and now you know 
Yeah, I want to touch up on the point that you're just saying with Oro being a women's only team. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose to have it as that? Okay, so generally, um, it's not really meant to be sexist or anything. It's just um, what we do is Aura is sorry. Can you pick this up? Aura is a boutique agency that specializes in luxury, and it specializes in um, brands that basically we don't like corporate. Is what I'm saying. Okay, and I feel like these types of brands. Um, you know, are usually more like focused on women being the audience for them. So like, let's say, for example, perfumeries or things like that. Like, um, okay, yes, men use perfume too. Sorry. But, <laughs> but oh, you know, we don't like, smell that bad. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Like um, the type of work that we do, I feel like is usually aimed at women. And uh, I just feel like I've worked with, some men that have been also like giving a lot of favoritism to other men and I'm giving some favoritism to women. It's only, <laughs> it's only right if you do it on your own way, you know? <laughs> Honestly, I just think that, um, you know, we have this certain connection and sure, if a guy comes along and he has a similar connection to like with me uh, in terms of, you know, visual style and just what we like, then yeah we'll hire him for sure but for now it's just been women who are you know like fit this vibe check <laughs> or like pass the vibe check yeah now you know i usually would be moving into the second segment of the uh, kind of like the podcast and the it would usually be about challenges and mistakes but before we get into that one big challenge that i want to ask you about is uh, something that I draw the question when you were saying in the beginning that you started it in earlier this year mm. and there is a pandemic going on and I'm sure in a way or another <laughs> that might have you know slightly impacted you or might have been you know a small speed bump yeah. so how was it like to build your business during a pandemic okay so honestly I can't tell you how it's impacted us in terms of like clients or, you know, work like in terms of how much work we get, because we've only started while the pandemic was on. And honestly, we're doing pretty good. Like I'm happy with where we're at. And I like for the time being, I can't even accept more clients for this month because, we're, you know, we're at our capacity for now. So I don't know. Maybe if I started it before COVID, um, I would have been doing better and maybe actually we're doing better now that COVID's around because everybody um, is going digital and we actually provide services to go digital. We make websites for offline companies and we make apps, you know, so technically we help, we help aid in, or we, you know, wait, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So we help in uh, going digital. So maybe that's just been good for us. But uh, I also do think that there's been like an increase in people wanting to start something, to do something. After the quarantine and after the lockdown, everybody just felt so down and they were just like, you know, I, I need to do something with my life. Everybody like gave so much, you know, uh, I feel like it's really nice. But we kind of realized how valuable what we had was. And we're just like, you know what? I need to do something. And most of my friends started their business after COVID, actually. 
So that again helps me as a creative agency where somebody, everybody wants to start a business, everybody wants to do something. We help them do that. Absolutely. I think, like, first of all, on the creative point, like, if a brand is not online yet, then they are 10 years behind. Yeah. And, like, they have to get, they have to get in touch. And, but, you know, some and brands do don't need it. Some brands are okay. True. Yeah. Yeah. There are brands that have been there for centuries, and, like, you would go to them regardless, right? Yeah. Whether they pop up on your Instagram story as a promoted ad or not, you're still <laughs> going there. You don't need them to tell you they're doing 30% off. Like, for example, Hot Burger, you, you know, like the cafeteria chain? Yeah. Like, they don't need to, to, you know, be selling you an aesthetically pleasing logo. They're, it's just Hot Burger. It's yummy. Or Ijaza, like in Jumeirah. Exactly. You know? I was about to say Ijaza. Like, like I don't, I've never seen their Instagram and the queues that have been there. Like, it blocks exactly. the entire Jumeirah Road. Exactly. You know, the, these guys were using different marketing tools back then. It's like, it's all word of mouth, literally, and just a bunch yeah. of billboards here and there. And uh, I think, like, definitely a lot of people in the, the quarantine period, myself included, started new stuff because, in a way, it, it did give you a lot of time, honestly. Like, yes, it was a terrible time. But, you know, there was a little bit more free time given that, you know, you didn't waste time commuting, you didn't yeah. go out, which is bad, but yeah. still, you know, it's still time on your hands. Like, you're literally just stuck at home. So after you finish your work, your studies, whatever, like, th- there was time, you know, and not everyone had that opportunity because, of course, there was a lot of suffering for a lot of people. Uh, but then f- definitely like a lot of people I've seen a lot of people around me and like now that you mentioned it I'm st- like I, I connected the dots I'm like well I did this too you know yeah. <laughs> I literally started this in uh, when did I start this I want to say June I want to say June or July probably July yeah probably July so literally like with the pandemic and it gave everyone an opportunity and now when you start online the only way that you can keep promoting is online hence agencies like yours don't play so yeah I'm glad to see that it's working out for you yeah I mean like uh, everybody else is suffering and we're like no we're doing well And now, you know, um, with the challenges, I'm sure that with building something like a creative agency, especially by yourself, you said you had a bunch of founder, uh, co-founders and stuff like that. But still, I'm sure you've run into a ton of challenges along the way. So what were some of the challenges that you faced that you think kind of defined the journey? Okay, so I feel like, um, you know, now that you said that I've gone through a few partners, I think that was a major thing. I, um, you know, deciding that you want to have partners, it's not easy to decide that, you know, this, this business that I'm working on, and especially because I was working on it alone and I was doing all the managerial work and they were just investors. Um, as a creative agency, I didn't like, it's difficult. It's difficult to be managing, you know, getting the clients and making sure that, you know, as the creative director as well, you have to make sure that all the creative direction is very good. You have to make sure that the work that's coming out is good. You have to make sure all your clients are happy um, all at once. So it's not easy. But uh, I just feel like my main struggle till now has been two things. One is understanding my value. So for me as Kinder right now, I'm alone. And in the coming future, I'm hoping that I will have a partner. Best I cannot 
take someone in and decide that yes i will yes you can come in as an investor or a partner without understanding my own value because the reason why my last uh partnership ended was because i undervalued myself and i only realized it a few months in i was like oh that doesn't make sense and you know the agreement that we have right now if i was doing this by myself which i was um you know it would make a lot more sense and it's not easy to leave something so it took me months to finally have the courage to say no actually i undervalued myself and i deserve better than this so this was a major thing for me and i'm still actually going through it uh recently somebody approached me for you know to invest in my company and things like that um uh, and i told him i said please give me a few more months before i can get back to you just so that i can understand my value and so that in the future I, we don't this doesn't have to repeat you know i don't have i wouldn't be upset again and be like oh i undervalued myself again so i'm basically giving myself time right now to understand my value in the market and so that if a potential investor comes i am able to um you know tell them yes this is the percentages or things like that you know like in terms of operations and technical stuff definitely i think that choosing a partner is something that is extremely difficult and actually on the back of that you know and now that you've gone through this process you've gained that experience what would your advice be to someone that is starting a project or a company and they're kind of stuck on that decision making with you know how to pick the right partner or should i have a partner in general okay so i understand that money plays a big role um in our field um to start up i mean i've been freelancing for years and i had really great clients like i worked with a lot of governmental clients i worked with sheikh hamad al-maktoum i've worked with so many people when i was still a freelancer i, I didn't have an agency yet um so starting out doesn't mean that you're going to need a team or an office and things like that this can happen later on but start out and brand yourself you know i don't have to be kinda i can i can be or a studio as just kinda i branded myself and whatever back when i was a freelancer um and that's how you can start out but if you do want to go let's say for example in the partner route and you've decided that you do want to start a business um i think that again it's important to understand your value because uh, creatives are rare fine there's a lot of content creators now that we have the internet but people who have this uh this type of brain you know like the way that our brain works is not the same as other people it's not it's not something that should be undervalued this is it's a beautiful thing that you should understand is not common so value yourself correctly and understand how what you bring to the table this is very important um it could be things that don't have to do with design for example since i'm talking about a creative agency it can be for example your managerial skills your leadership skills uh your public speaking skills your presentation skills all of these things play a part uh so when you're coming to understand your value you need to see yourself you know in an in an all-rounded way like what do i have to bring to the table um so this is some like a major advice for me to give you is uh understand your value and don't undervalue yourself because what you bring to the table not everybody else can bring to absolutely it's all when it's it's a negotiation process like i'm realizing this as you say it you know you have to identify your value the value they're going to bring and then work yeah. on the perfect balance and that makes the you know that appreciates both of you and it's not easy honestly this whole 
process of you know deciding who, what your value is as opposed to their value and you know it's really really difficult which and this is something that i'm still dealing with despite the fact that i started a few months ago you know definitely and now you know on to the second part of this uh, segment that is about mistakes so what is a mistake that you made they think others can learn from Mm, I think a, a mistake that I did was, uh, again, with my partners, I shouldn't have gone into this whole deal that, that we made. Uh, but alhamdulillah, what I learned from this experience was a lot of things. I learned so much in terms of managing this agency and what you should and shouldn't do in terms of uh, operations. And also they gave, they opened many doors for me in the sense where they had, they were offering me things that I couldn't have done by myself. They had um, a lot of employees that helped me and things like that. And that really helped me start up. But in terms of mistakes, other than my partners, um, I would say taking on too much when I couldn't handle it yet. So Yes, it's hard to say no, especially in the beginning. So if you have, uh, you know, clients coming in because you just started and things like that, and people find out that you've opened something, everybody wants a piece of you. Everybody wants, you know, to get some work done. But you need to understand the limit. Uh, you know, you need to understand basically how much you can do at a certain time. So what I could do. Two months ago is not the same what I could do now because now I have more employees. Um, but yeah, a mistake would be don't overwork yourself so that you can produce the best for your current clients. Don't take on new clients when you already have enough on your hands. Absolutely. And now you know uh, I want to get into the advice bit of this you know episode. And you were mentioning a bit when you were talking about the um, the whole founders thing. Kind of like uh, you touched upon a bit to, um, on the advice to others that want to start. So what would your advice be to someone that is getting the pen on the paper? They have the ideas, they're on their Google Drive or whatever, or the Google Docs typing out some stuff on a checklist, and they want to start their own creative agency or just you know their business in general. What would your advice be to them? I need to think about this one. <laughs> Um, because there's so many things. Uh, I feel like for every stage when you're making a business, you want a certain type of advice. Unfortunately, I didn't have anyone that could guide me. Um, my family mostly work in like multinational companies and things like that. None of them actually started their own business. So when I was starting, it was difficult to to understand a few things and. In, in this sense, I mean, you can watch YouTubers and you can, you know, see these things, but everybody's situation is special to them. Uh, but I, what I would gener generally advise is ask for help. Uh, do your research. Research is so important. I literally have, like, notes. Like, literally, I, it's here I can show you, but people can't see it. it was, um, I write notes intensely and I do my research before I make any steps. I can attest to that. Wow, that is a lot of notes. I can, <laughs> wow, I did not. Th that is so much notes for one paper. <laughs> yeah, 
I thought it should be like you know big handwriting, you know crossing over. I have a tiny handwriting. That people do in meetings. Like you know in meetings you just state like whatever Actually, and then slides. Actually, these are my meeting know. notes. When people are talking, that's how I write. <laughs> that that is wow. That's just where my OCD <laughs> kicks in. Um. Anyways, yeah. So basically, just do your research. Ask people questions. Ask for help. Uh. People usually, you know what? We have this stigma in the Arab world where people tell you if you're doing something keep it to yourself you know because of vain and hasad and these things fine you know if this is what you believe in then keep it to yourself but in most stages of your business you're gonna need to be talking about about these things with people you have to make you know like um ask for advice not only ask for advice you know when you're discussing things with someone somebody else's point of view could clear things up for you So in my case, honestly, any person I would see, anyone, I'd just be like, so this is what's happening with me. What do you think? You know, like I would take everybody's advice. And I felt like even people who had nothing to do with business, even people who, you know, were still in university or who were doing whatever, helped me so much. So talking about it and also another thing, that's another tip for networking. Always let people know what you do. Everybody should know that, For example, for me, that I'm a designer. Everybody should know so that one day, for example, Ali, if you're looking for a designer and you talk to my friend, she'll be like, oh, yeah, my friend Kinda, she's a designer, you know? So talking to people, making uh, valuable relationships, asking for help is very, very important. 1,000%. Like, I, I've always seen this and I've always heard people talk about it. And this is something that I started practicing myself. It just put yourself out there on the map, right? You know, mm-hmm. like. Okay, say you're a designer, right? You don't need to say, I am a blah, 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 accredited designer with over 900 million designs yeah. <laughs> and client base of XYZ. No, you're just a designer. So like you're saying, is someone comes up like, I have this thing coming up, but you know, we're kind of struggling with like our content and stuff like that or with our website. Oh, you need a designer. I have the person for you. And that's exactly. it, right? Exactly. You just put yourself on the map, let people know what you do and eventually the dots will connect yeah definitely uh and also another thing uh always make sure the way that you're speaking like uh, make sure that wait i'll say it again so whenever you're talking about yourself and here right now i'm not talking about just professionally i'm talking about in general make sure that you're always portraying yourself positively so watch out for the words that you're using about yourself because these things stick So if I made sure to communicate to you that I'm a very good designer and that I am good at, um, you know, people skills and whatever, you're going to remember me that way. But if I'm always telling you, and this is something I struggle with myself because I always talk about how I have anxiety. And uh, this shouldn't, I mean, it's okay to, you know, let people know that, yes, not everybody's perfect and I have these issues, but um, more so in the business sense, make sure you're, always portraying yourself in a positive light because, uh, you know, I don't want to go into sociology now, but self-fulfilling prophecy and things like that, you know, you start to believe it. So this is also another thing that I'm still dealing with myself. 100%. Now, you know, this was your advice for people that just want to get started out, but let's say someone is in a position where they started, you know, and now they want to take it to the next level. And you've worked with incredible brands like Red Bull, you've worked with government agencies that you're saying. So, you know, how do you approach clients on this scale to work with them and at the same time grow your business by doing so? Okay, so I found that most of my 
um, major projects were through people that I knew. Uh, so again, this goes back to our point of networking and letting people know what you do. Um, almost all of it was because somebody remembered that I do this. And, um, you know, they because in the end of the day, most of these people just want to get things done, like these big agency, I mean, these big um, businesses and corporates. Uh, they just want to get things done. And if they see you and somebody you know already told them, like, yeah, this person's really good, they're probably going to work with you. So just making sure that people know what you do and uh, always networking. I, I can't emphasis, emphasis, emphasize this enough. I can't emphasize this enough, at, you know, how important networking is. Now, you know, you've been, you've been building Aura Creative for a while now. You started earlier this year. So what are your future goals for it? Like, what do you want Aura Creative to one day be? I think I enjoy the fact that we're a boutique agency. I don't think I ever want to be this corporate large agency. That's really not what I'm aiming for. Um, I want to stay a boutique agency and, you know, like have, uh, okay. So in terms of growth, how I think about scaling in terms of my, my business is because I want to stay a boutique agency. If I want to grow, I can have more employees, but still, all of these employees are going to have a similar way of working. This is why I was telling you that my relationship with my employees is really important and I like them to be similar to me. Uh, since I want to stay a boutique agency, I can have more employees, but maintain the structure in terms of which we work. So our strategies and things like that. And also always having a very one-on-one -on -one relationship with clients. I don't like to be this generic, you know, I don't know how, what other People do, honestly, I'm not sure, but I like to have a very one-on-one -on -one relationship uh, with clients. So maybe in the future, if I wanted to grow, I can have more employees so that we can have more one-on-one -on -one with each client. Yeah, definitely. I don't really have these large corporate dreams of like, you know, Wall Street <laughs> and things like, yeah, that's not my vibe. <laughs> And now, you know, as we are getting closer to signing off, I usually like to end by asking a bunch of questions about yourself that kind of give people listening a bit more insight about yourself and your perspective on things. So first things first, ask Kinda, how do you define success? <laughs> this is so difficult, Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Straight into the, the big questions. Um, how do I define success? Uh, can I get personal? Absolutely. This is why this question is here for people okay. to know more about so, you. So for me, I just, this is a really difficult question. Um, I feel like my answer is just going to be very personal as opposed to like a proper scientific answer for you. But, um, um, I think for me, my success depends heavily on my mother. So my mom raised us and we were five kids growing up. And um, I feel like I'm the only one left in the house. So everybody's married. My younger brother is studying medicine abroad. So he's not really here, but I'm the only one left with my mom. And I just feel like the day that my mom retires and I can fully support her is the day that I am officially successful. Um, everything that I do, all the business decisions that I make is based off of my mom, basically. So that's the idea of success for me. That, that is absolutely beautiful. And 
Wow, I, that, that that is beautiful. Honestly, that's the thing. There is no scientific answer for this question. You know, yeah. people view success completely differently. Something to it as a Louis badge. Something to it as you know stuff that actually matter. Like your answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know onto the last question. That is, how would you describe yourself in just three words? What is it with these questions, Ali? It's so difficult. <laughs> It was supposed to be one word, but I I stole it from a show that does it one word. So I had to be creative and add my little touch to it. So now it's three, you know? Okay, this is weird, but I would say planned and spontaneous at the same time. I plan every single thing that I do. If it's not on my planner, I can't do it in terms of work. In my personal life, if we're out and you tell me, Kinder, let's take a road trip to... You know, Fujera, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. You know, I, I don't, I don't have an agenda in terms of my life, my life, like in outside of work, but in work, if it's not in my planner, I can't do it. It needs to be written, and it needs to be written nicely too. Um, one last one. I'm so dramatic. Like I'm, I'm thinking misunderstood. Like, you can go with dramatic. <laughs> I'm very dramatic. If you give me the chance to, trust me. Um, I mean, dramatic in itself would make a third word. A word. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> a shortcut. I'm planned, spontaneous, and dramatic. Love it. Actually, no. You know why? Because, no, fine. I don't know, man. Seriously, this is so difficult. I'm complex, I would say, not dramatic. I'm very complex. Well, on that note, once again, Tinda, thank you so much for joining me. It was honestly really fun to have you on and to talk to you about Aura Creative and all your work so thank you once again for joining me and good luck with all of your work and with everything that you with all of the the goals that you have set and i hope you you smash all of them thank you so much it was really nice to be on your show and uh yeah i hope to be on it again when i'm more successful or i am successful (laughs) (laughs) inshallah for sure thank you so much once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.